Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the MSC Performance Podcast. Happy New Year to you all. My name is Mark and today I'm delighted to be joined by uh, by Luke. Uh, we're very excited to be back for the first podcast of the year, uh, 2024. Wow. Uh, welcome Luke. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Very excited to get us underway. We're uh, yeah going to be talking about uh, a few different topics today. Um, first of all, any, any, any goals, any New Year's resolutions for you? I, I do like having a bit of a like eval- uh, uh, evaluation of the year at the end, and then I do like to set some goals for the year. Um, to be honest, most of them are relatively similar to last year. Um, so last year I wanted to, to be really consistent with the Spanish. This year it's going to be Italian. I've got to go all in. I have acquired an Italian girlfriend, and is she Italian is she? <laughs> she is you Italian. Um, so <laughs> unfortunately, uh, with the view going to Italy in March, I need to learn Italian. So I have uh, started, and it's it's so confusing doing the two. So the Spanish is on the back burner. Uh, no hablo español para mí. For now, do es fluente. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, all that, and then. Um, the other one is actually screen time. I'm uh, limiting my, I've found, especially like with the time off over Christmas, like I just wasn't using the time to do stuff I enjoyed. I just found myself doom scrolling and the people that I speak to about it are all the same. Like you, you sit down and you just, before you know it, you spent an hour scrolling through Instagram or TikTok and I do enjoy it, but like not to the point where it should be a whole night of doom scrolling. So I've limited my uh, screen time to, I think like 75 minutes a day. Um, on social medias, I should say, with the view of dropping that down to an hour. Um, and actually, that's been really good so far. Like, I'm still on social media. It still allows me an hour, but it just means I'm not, like, wasting a whole night being on social media. And I found that to be, not even from a productivity perspective, it's more like the free time that I get. Um, mm. I spend it sometimes just doing nothing. And I'd prefer to, like, put the phone away and enjoy a movie or... Be present. Yeah, because we've spoke about this before, like, going on watching a movie or doing something and you keep checking your phone and you're like, what are you doing, man? It's pathetic. I watch a film once or twice a week. Like, let me just enjoy the film without going on Instagram. Scrolling your phone after five minutes because you haven't got the concentration levels. Yeah, and it's just... It's it's separation. It's separation and, like, you're giving yourself that, like, scroll time or whatever. It's like, that's when you can just let your mind go a bit numb and it's kind of like almost yeah. like just a chill isn't it yeah I don't watch like if you're doing something else it's like you're doing, doing that yeah. like you know you're present in that in that moment if it's like walking with your mate and like chatting it's like that's not the time to be on your phone you know yeah. or having dinner with the the partner or whatever or friends Any, uh, anyone really yeah exactly like get your phone out at dinner table like bring, bring back some old school values Luke I think be, yeah. uh, well there you go good. so uh, yeah those are mine and uh, I've other ones in the gym as well but uh, I'm already pretty consistent in the gym so it's more just like trying to make sure that when I'm in the gym training I'm trying to stay as intentful as I can so I'm trying to again put the, put the phone away is the big one we spoke about before phones on flight mode every session at least for the main part of the mm-hmm. session um, trying to stay intentful with the sessions I'm doing and you know just keep enjoying training which I really am so yeah, yeah those are my goals I look with like a couple of travel ones which I always try and get to I used to say four new countries a year, but it gets a little bit harder to, to nip off countries when you've been to, obviously you haven't travelled the world, but you know you can't get to France and claim that as a new country. You can get to another part of France, but it's not a brand new country. So I'm saying three brand new countries and then try and get abroad like four times would be nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's good to separate your goals into different different aspects of your life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, your, your training and things like that. I was the same as you, I think like last year really worked on simple one of just putting my phone in the office and not not bringing it out like the only time I go and check it is if I've forgotten what's on my program basically yeah. um, but being really strict with that and my enjoyment of training has just gone up a notch yeah. like again like in, in the last year um, 
you know, just again, just being present in what you're in what you're doing. Um, and then, yeah, I've got some like pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty big like sort of work goals and things like that. I probably need to work and have a think about my personal ones a little bit more. But uh, yeah, a lot of things are um, carrying on or like trying to implement like good habits, really, which we'll touch upon um, in the in the podcast. Like setting big goals and like yearly goals is great, but a lot of it is like you know a lot of people set these big goals. You know, say right this year I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to get really fit, and lo and behold, like nothing really happens, and they don't achieve that. You know, they get to you know September and they're thinking, "Geez, I haven't even like been to the gym. It's a disaster. I'm a piece of shit. Like it's not, like not great." <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'm like I'm I'm a big fan. You know, I'm I'm big, a big fan of setting goals, and I think like. I know people talk about New Year's resolutions as being like a waste of time and pointless and other people really like them. Um, I do think like as humans, we like numbers and we like set dates and things like this and we like deadlines. And and reality is, I think like the 1st of January, yes, it's just another day, but it's, you know, it is mentally like it's a new year. It's a good... It's naturally the best time to set a goal, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So it's like, um same as you I think at the end of the year I have a little like reflection on, as to how the year's gone and like what I've done well what I haven't have I achieved like the goals I set out etc and it's it's a natural time to do that and I think as well with the way like Christmas falls for those who celebrate it like and around New Year's it's naturally a time where we slow down a little bit as well so I think it's just natural at the end of the year just to kind of pause a bit from work or at least mm-hmm. slow down a little bit I have a think about you know what's you know what's what, next. what what's next yeah so it's like uh, you know I always think life's a good balance like has you know got got to be a balance of looking back and you know being present and then looking forward as well and I think it's a good time of year to look back and think right you know what did I do well what are the work on and like give yourself a pat on the back or something I've I used to be terrible at and I'm trying to like get a bit better at it and you'll know this because I'm always talking about what's next for the business like why aren't we doing this why aren't we doing better and I'm trying to get better at just being like actually less you know it's not always about looking forward sometimes looking backwards and being like you know okay what have I done well look at who I was yesterday look at who I was like six months ago a year ago and then look at the growth mm. and give yourself a pat on the back and see how far you've come on your own own journey um and then like being present of like the things you're saying like in the micro like in terms of everything you're doing is you know if you're yeah again simple one if you're if you're training it's like that's what you focused on like you forget the stress of, you try your best to forget the stress of the world i used to send emails in between like yeah, resting no, sets and i used to yeah. message people and stuff like that and it's just absolute dog shit like just cut that out actually like this is my hour to like focus on myself focus on my health and my fitness and and to work on that like the emails can wait like an email no one's expecting like instant responses and I've come to learn that like whatever it is pretty much can wait um so being present's important and then coming on to like the what we're going to talk about the goals is the new year's a you know it's an obvious time isn't it or a birthday or something like that where you're like right okay what do I want in this next year of my life um (coughs) so I think it makes a lot of sense to set those goals and with those um I think you know MSC we're all for big setting big ambitious goals um a goal gives you direction um 
it gives you something to aim for it gives you purpose it gives you you know drive potentially um but yeah i think we see a lot of people set those goals and then as i said after a few months uh you know they're, they're thinking oh, i just can't do this and they just just give up so i think it's worth probably talking a little bit about you know if the if the goals in the kind of macro in the long term what about the micro and that's you know the day-to-day the hour to hour the, the week to week rather than looking at right this year i want to lose 10 kilos um you know or this year i want to put 20 kilos on my squat you know whatever whatever the goal might be right okay that's a good goal that's the that's the end game that's the direction now what are you going to do in terms of the short term and it's all about building sustainable habits that you can be consistent with and you can continue throughout the year it's a little one percent each day you know one percent trying to trying to get better like you know people watch you you know squat and deadlift and think oh my god like that guy's strong like he's lucky like he's you know got you know got a lot of strength and things like that and right i want to try and i want to i want to try and be like that and that's maybe a good like you know it's good to have uh you know i love like pro rugby players I'll look at sure. like England, play, England to, players yeah. and you're like wow right I want to be like that guy but you also have to have realisation of the journey you're on and what people haven't seen who turn up and see that with you is that you know you've you know, been training for 15 you know 15 plus years of getting the the micro right like getting the, the, the day-to-day habits right of you know not missing sessions um you know eating the right things more often than not we talk about like the 80 20 rule and stuff like that like still going out enjoying yourself of course like we're not robots but um yeah so i think it's you know important to get the micro right and with that is realizing what your own journey is where you're at and what's realistic and trying to aim for small wins initially in order to eventually hit the big goals 100% 100% the small wins I was, I was just going to say that before you'd uh, before you'd mention it like I think it's easy to set these massive goals with the right intentions and then to get overwhelmed by them when things aren't going 100% so mm-hmm. if you say you want to lose 20 kilos in a year which is a, is a massive goal like it's 2 kilos a month pretty much um, it's that that's that's a very achievable goal but then if you have one bad month it's easy to then get overwhelmed um, and then to you know completely give that goal up if you broke that into smaller goals and then start to enjoy the small wins they just start to stack onto each other and each little small win just helps build that little bit more momentum towards the goal um if you have this goal of let's 20 kilos let's roll with that and the one month you you lose two kilo amazing you're on track the next month you don't lose anything you're still okay i've what can i do differently what what needs changing it's it's not completely written off. You're still on track. And then it's like, okay, what can I do next time? And then you lose another couple of kilos and you celebrate that win because you're two kilos closer. I think having your big overarching goal is really good, but it can get overwhelming. So I think then breaking it down into smaller goals is really important. You could have a, I'm, I'm really against actually setting like, I want to gain 30 kilos on my, my squat because I think that's a really, there's so much that could, you could get injured in between that. Training could go really well, really badly. It's really hard to predict that you're going to get 30 kilos on your squat. But let's say that was your goal. Um, and then you gain 10 kilos on your first, I don't know, 12 weeks of training. You test it, you gain 10 kilos, you're on track. The next one, 
you don't gain any strength okay you adapt it what do I need to change what can I do differently to help achieve that goal um, and then when you do it again and you improve another 10 kilos you celebrate the win because you're 10 kilos close I think you know a small gain here and there and celebrating that actual win versus just waiting until you hit the goal to be happy with it is, is a really big thing so I think celebrating the wins is super important and breaking these big overarching goals down into smaller ones that you can see the wins on a frequent basis is really important yeah it's a, it's a small things and breaking it down to bite-sized chunks uh it's great book i read years ago uh called the score takes care of itself uh it's from a uh old nfl coach called bill walsh who um was like super uh, super successful uh in the sort of 80s 90s with um san francisco 49ers and his big thing was that it's about the preparation it's about the small day-to-day details and if we get those right then the score takes care of itself so like the the goal basically so the goal would be to win an NFL championship right we're going to park that now like we've all sat down we've all agreed that goal now do we get it forget it like that that goal's you know on that piece of paper we lock that away we put it you know we put it in the cupboard so it's like right okay how do we how do we achieve that so it's like what can we do today and tomorrow that are going to Support make, are going to support that, and then you look at the the finer details. Um, so, you know, are they going to on day one go absolutely balls out on their training and destroy themselves? Well, no, probably because it's going to have a knock on effect. But can we do like a little one percent today, one percent tomorrow? Be consistent in what we're doing, be meticulous in our uh, preparation, and be sustainable over a season because it's not you know it's not a one day event. It's not a you know. Mm. it's not a one day thing it's a, it's over the course of you know those months so you set that goal that goal can sound overwhelming it's like right we've got to win in the, we've got to win the league we've got to win the NFL it can sound super overwhelming but it's like okay what can we do what can we control let's control the controllables right we can you know we can be professional we can meet at this time and have team breakfast we can train at, you know between this time and when we're training we're making sure we're watered we're you know we're fed the thing. unfortunately there's going to be another 10 teams that have got that same goal of winning the nfl so there's only so much that you can control there but like what you can control there is that you can say i'm going to work as hard as we can or we're going to work 10 percent harder yeah. than we did last year we're going to do more work here we're going to be more focused on our nutrition and these are the things you can actually control and like you said if you can improve your nutrition if you can improve how are you sleeping and recovering how are you actually doing the training um that's going to support the bigger goal um, yeah and he accepts everyone else is going for that and <clears throat> that there's things in like there's external factors in sport your best player gets injured yeah. or you know um you know you you your team gets food poisoning in the night before a game or like you just have a bad day or the other team's just got better better yeah. roster that year got a better better set of players um but if you can just like look back and be like right okay well we did everything possible and we've uh, you know we've we've moved forward for sure and we'll go again next year and and try and try and complete that i think like um you can relate that to like smaller goals as well like not everyone's going to say with the nfl if you say i want to lose 20 kilos but then something happens at work and all of a sudden you've got no time to go to the gym or to eat your meals that you've planned to have and you've got to you know do everything not as optimally as you would have liked to but you finish the year um, and you've lost 10 kilos instead of 20 kilos and you're like do you know what though I did everything I can when I could control it and I can be really proud that when I when I did what I could you know I've maximised that goal well, so I haven't quite reached it but I'm really proud because something out of my hands has, has cropped up um, but I've managed to still push myself as much as I can within the constraints of my life and I've still got a lot better than I were at the start of the year 
Yeah, so if, you move if the you, goalpost forward. Yeah, but if you if you're going purely off that one goal of saying I, I want to lose twenty kilo, it would be deemed a failure. But if your goal is just to you know lose some weight, improve your health, and then you have got these smaller goals of like breaking it into once a month or whatever, you would have got so many wins. But if you're judging it just on that one big goal, it would have been a failure. So yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I did with completely different um, kind of example to something like you know winning the NFL, but. Uh, one that's just sprung to mind with me was, oh, you know, just want to talk about like getting into those habits. Um, was like with my reading, like I'm obviously like, well, not obviously, but we've spoke about it before. Like I'm really into into my reading, and I like reading a lot of like self development type books and management books and leadership stuff. Um, and uh, like for for years, I was like, right, I'm going to read ten books this year. I'm going to read 10 books. I'm going to read 10 books. And then like you get to like April and you're like, fuck, like I'm really struggling. I did yeah. that. I did that one book, but I'm not like doing it. And it's like that, that like that goal is just so like, it, like just explains a goal perfectly where it's like, it's, a, it's specific, right? You talk about like the old smart goals and things. It's specific, it's measurable. It's I'm going to read 10 books. Like it's uh, you either do that or you don't. Um, and then what I started to do was focus more on, again, like letting the score take care of itself. It might be eight books, it might be four books, it might be 12 books or whatever, but focusing on the actual process and getting myself into habits that I could sustain uh, and trying to like do something for a day, a week, a month until it becomes like absolutely natural. Uh, so for you, like training, for me, like training, like is like brushing your teeth, mm. like just do you it. know you're going to train yeah. because like it's part of your day okay for a lot of people it's not and that's you know maybe where you want to get to um, and for reading like it wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't a part of my day I was inconsistent I was starting to do a bit but I wasn't consistent with it and I was like right well what can I actually do in the micro to try and turn this into a habit and it was a case of right you know uh, lots of things I tried and failed and then eventually it was like right Monday Wednesday Friday 30 minutes in Block the morning, some time to do it. 30 minutes, I'm blocking in. So I'm waking up on those days. Uh, first thing I'm doing is making a coffee because <laughs> I, need, I, like, I like my morning yeah. coffee. Uh, but then like before I look at my phone, before I scroll on my phone, anything like that, I'm setting my timer, and this sounds a bit pathetic, but I set my timer, 30 minutes, and I read for 30 minutes. And, you know, first few weeks, I'd have to like remind myself and maybe I have to mo- motivate myself a little bit to do it sometimes and before long and you know up till now and you know i'm sure in the future it's an absolute habit like i don't think about it i wake up i make coffee on a monday wednesday friday i read for 30 minutes mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if i've like overslept a bit or if i'm up a bit earlier or whatever it is i do 30 minutes um and i don't actually do any longer than that i'm like right okay like I found that's a good amount of time I can do it, keep yeah. my concentration and retain the Still information. Get everything else in that you've got get to do. Get everything else in that I've got yeah. to do. But like, I mean, it's a super small amount of time and it sounds like nothing. Like 30 minutes on a Monday, 30 minutes on a Wednesday, 30 minutes on a Friday. Like it's an hour and a half a week. It's nothing. But the accumulation over time is huge. Mm. And I can't tell you how many books I read last year. I don't actually know, but it was probably eight maybe nine or ten I don't know it was around it was around that it's fine but it doesn't it almost doesn't matter because like to your point is you've got a bit better each week 
um, on that course to losing 20 kilos or whatever it is so you should celebrate those uh, celebrate those wins and that's it does it really matter if it's eight books or ten books or nothing what matters is it's sustainable I'm retaining the information yeah. I'm learning I'm enjoying it and now it has become a habit like I wake up coffee read I don't even get any temptation to look at my phone on those days on a Tuesday Thursday is my little like oh, I'll have a little scroll yeah, yeah. on my phone and like you know uh, whatever for the first like you know 15 minutes or whatever so well if, if it was if you'd have set the goal as 10 books you'd have failed it if you'd only read 8 but actually it's a really good year so it's again it's judging it by that isn't it another thing they said that's interesting is um, like that you use the timer because I think like when you said it's pathetic but like we're allowed to use like things to help us with these goals because they can be quite t- like I didn't want to set a screen limit I just wanted to be like do you know what I'm not going on my phone quite as long and I remember actually back in the day Josh set a limit and I was like man you should just stop it what's the matter with you but we're allowed to use the technology to help mm. us to, to do it man like I don't want to be doom scrolling but at the minute I am I'm going to be more successful if we use this, the timer ultimately my long term goal would be not to have the timer set on and just use it when I want to but to an amount that doesn't affect my day um, but like you're allowed to use the time and you could probably take the timer off now and you would naturally mm. read for 30 minutes in, like you yeah. said you're in that habit but there's nothing wrong with using like things to help you achieve your goals and using technology that's in place to help set you up with the habit and then eventually the goal, the goal can then be to to do it without the technology it's a bit like tracking your food like some people track forever and they like doing it which is great I personally don't like tracking food forever I know you don't if you track your food for a few months and you get kind of good at eyeballing and you understand that the normal amount of food that you eat if you're kind of controlling the portions and portioning kind of similar to what you did uh, when you were tracking you can kind of just you can use that information that you've got to just roughly gauge how much you need for the day, and well, you don't. It becomes need to, a habit. It becomes it? a habit. To like eat well, and to eat, like you don't need to track your calories now because you're not going to be going out and eating three McDonald's a day. Like you know what I a good day yeah. and a bad day is. With I haven't food. tracked for a year and a half, and I'm still exactly the same way as I was a year and a half ago yeah. because I can eyeball roughly, and I know that if I eat my normal meals and blah blah blah, it's rough, roughly around that weight. And there's obviously fluctuations there, but I used the technology in place to help me into the habit, and now the habit's there. I've got you in the habit. I don't That's need a great it. Thing, exactly. Like you say, yeah. you use the technology there to right okay I want to make some changes okay so you want to like you know perform better or whatever it was lose a couple of kilos I'm going to use these tools to be meticulous but in terms of like long term sustainability I don't want to be tracking forever forever because you know and you don't want to time your books forever man exactly maybe when you haven't got to do quite as much work and you've got a bit more free time in the morning you might just want to read for until you've enjoyed and yeah, that's exactly. a natural when, point when but for now it's block. a perfect thing to do and yeah, exactly. it keeps you well, it makes, makes sure diligently with the it, goal it makes me feel not guilty about like missing out on any of work anything like that just having yeah. that timer in, in place and that's where um, so you got into a habit with the food there I got into a habit with my reading there and then like this is where if you're new to something you're taking something on initially this is where tracking your food example would be a really useful tool like so for someone who's like right i want to lose weight we're going to say right okay well we need to eat better that much is clear okay so how are we going to eat better well uh i think i'm eating all right but blah 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 and it's like right okay well clearly we're probably eating too many calories so what we're going to do is we're going to track you know we're going to work hard at tracking and then we we try and you know make that sustainable for a while and then as you say you probably get to a point where you don't need to and it's become automated to mm. eat well because tracking might help you 
you know, I mean, the obvious thing it does is tracking how many, you know, what you're eating and your calories and things. But, you know, the idea is it gets you into eating what is a healthy amount for, for you and a sustainable amount for you. And, and, know, um, and half of it's known as well, isn't it? So I know, sure. like, I now know that a camembert has 2,000 calories or something yeah. different. Well, I thought it was the healthy option for a starter. Like just knowing that and yeah. then having that information. Exactly, yeah. Um, and this is it. I think with new people and like let, let's you know relate this to to training and fitness and things like that um i think it's that time of year naturally where a lot of people are going to be thinking right this is my year to lose weight this is my year to get fitter to get stronger and you know people get a bit insulted for that i don't think, I don't think it's a bad thing at all everyone's got busy lives and for some people like for me and you keeping fit is is a is a healthy habit it's something we don't think about we wake up in the morning we train you know it's no we don't have to think about doing it it's become really easy for some people it's not you know for some people it's like you'll you know try and you know try and learn a language you know that's tough for me i find that's it really tough, tough for you yeah. yeah exactly that's tough for you to like have the discipline to keep into a habit for some people that's you know the same with their health fitness they might have a really like good job like high paying job etc but you know they don't really know how to go about uh, getting fit and i think this is where again you go the goals and then you look at the, the 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 small small sort of habits so what would your sort of tips be for for new guys you know going on starting that journey i would say you've got to find something that is that you do find at least a little bit enjoyable yeah. Because lifting a barbell isn't for everyone, you know, doing Metcon isn't for everyone, doing bouldering isn't for everyone. Like you gotta try and find something that you at least enjoy a little bit. I think there's something to be said about doing things that you don't always enjoy. Like I think some people might say, like the stuff at the gym that like, I'm not doing that because I don't enjoy it. I think there is something about sometimes doing things you don't fully enjoy, but mm. there's a benefit to doing. Um I'm not sure entirely why, but I do think like sometimes you have to do things that you don't quite It's enjoy. good for building resilience and a bit of toughness and yeah. everything. Yeah. So, but I think ultimately, like more than like, you know, I go to the gym sometimes, I don't want it to be there. And I'm sure you get to rugby sometimes and get to the gym and you don't enjoy being there. Um, but like for the most part, you've got to enjoy it. Like overall, the enjoyment of training is there and your enjoyment of rugby is there. But I think you've got to find something that you do enjoy. Uh, so that's the first one um, finding a little bit of a routine that you can enjoy and I think just choosing something that's not too again overwhelming the amount of people that say this is the problem and this is I think where the bad rap of uh, goal setting and the New Year's resolutions come is just people being super super unrealistic and saying they're going to train yeah. every day and we see it, I'd rather someone come in and say they're going to do two <laughs> sessions a week and stick to it rather than the amount of people when, when people if you've not been to the gym in three months you say you're going to come every day I already know 90% sure that you're not going to do it like you'll do a week or two and then you're just not going to come because it's just really difficult I don't train every day it's, it's really really difficult to do you literally can't have anything else on so yeah. I think just being realistic with the amount of sessions that you're going to do and say like okay I can I do, with the Italian I do 15 to 20 minutes a day mm-hmm. I do 5 little lessons of Duolingo takes me about 15 to 20 minutes and then I'm done I don't say I'm going to do an hour every single day because I just cannot do that if I do something on the weekend that time's gone so I think just saying you're going to do X amount of sessions that you can absolutely do every single week. So it might be two or three sessions works for most people. Four is amazing, but mm. when it starts to get north of four, like five, six, it's really tough to sustain. So I think choosing something that you enjoy and something that you can commit to and that's realistic in terms of sessions is a really good starting point. 
well that's it your goal there is to learn Italian how many like that's a if you just think about that as a goal that's quite a uh, intimidating goal right see see that is a yeah that's a tough goal but what you're doing is breaking it into bite-sized things that are enjoyable and sustainable so it's like small things. I don't and know if then, it's enjoyable, Mark. I'm, 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 <laughs> well, really like said, bad, I'm really bad at it. But I am, like you said, I am some, things, some things is good to do that aren't enjoyable. I think it builds up toughness, resilience, and uh, you know, there's always going to be things in life that you don't want to do. But if you've built a bit of mental toughness and resilience, that's why I think like like tough old school workouts are quite useful sometimes. And I don't do enough of them myself, to be honest. Pushing like, food, being uncomfortable. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like used to be like you know putting that horrible like session where you'd like on the, on the right, absolute yeah. edge and things like that and obviously training like that all the time stupid but like there's a place man for like getting through that pushing yourself whatever, past the point that you're comfortable whatever doesn't with. kill me makes me stronger type yeah. you know uh, type thing you know where it's like wow I survived that workout I can do hard things and I do think that carries over to, to life and I think I train too comfortably sometimes I think I need to go back to maybe you know pushing a little bit so there we go a little, little, bit little uh, two, man, two man Metcon uh, me and you mate we'll have to do some uh, Metis together that's good, um, Sounds good. <laughs> well it's interesting actually because like you said about like endurance and stuff like that and conditioning for you um, and I think like the big one for people is like I think a lot of people went down the high rocks route last year and I think that's great I think it gives people good goals I think it gives people um you know something that helps keep them accountable and have something to work towards which is really important because I think when you're in your 20s everyone wants to bodybuild like early 20s teens everyone's bodybuilding and then it gets to like mid 20s late 20s people start to want that competitive edge again and I think also the other thing is people just start to want to prioritize health I think as you start to get into your 30s the health becomes more of a priority than having massive lungs getting up the stairs and things like that yeah, yeah and like. it's like okay I need to, to sort my health out so I think like the strength training for like people doing high rocks this year is going to be big um, so when you talk about like the people that do high rocks are probably doing high rocks because they hate doing weights. I see so many people that are doing the high rocks and like to me I look at high rocks and it just looks it's just not for me. But they love it and that that's fantastic. They would probably benefit from doing a little bit of what they don't like and doing a bit more strength training. And I think then when you talk about like what should they be doing, it's again what we've just said, like two good sessions a week of good strength training that isn't specific to the high rocks. So I think that's the one mistake people make, isn't it? Like if I'm doing conditioning, it's not to replicate powerlifting. Mm -hmm. Because if I want to get better at powerlifting and conditioning specifically for powerlifting would be like doing just harder rep work on squats. It should probably be something that's like the opposite and actually improve my fitness. So some aerobic work or maybe even some like tough anaerobic work potentially uh, would help with that. So I think with the high rocks, sometimes people think, okay, it's an endurance-based event, so I should be doing like endurance-based strength training, like reps of 20 to 30. And that's just not the case. Yeah, I think- it's a really common mistake. Yeah. yeah, if you're doing your strength training in the gym and it's to complement endurance-based stuff, so it could be long distance running, use that actual slot to do strength training rather than to try and replicate the demands of high rocks or the demands of a marathon because if you're looking for specificity to improve in the conditioning for high rocks, the best thing to do is the high rocks. It's the mm -hmm. same with like if you want to improve your change of direction in the gym, like you're gonna get more out of that from actually just playing rugby and like trying to catch the ball and dodge someone that's coming at you rather than like running around the cone. <laughs> a real life thing where yeah. someone's trying to slot you and <laughs> you've got to run around them and step yeah. and, and even yeah. like even like the, the game day fitness, you know yourself, like you could do like the best off season in the world, you come in to play your first game and you're still knackered because it's mm. that specific fitness that comes from playing games. So when you're in the gym, use that to actually get stronger and then that could help like the long term 
development of your ability to do a marathon or high rocks running so it can improve your force production it can improve how well you can tolerate forces which can help reduce your injury rate so use those actual sessions for strength training and to get strong rather than to try and replicate the demands you look at high rocks it's a lot of lunges it's a lot of burpees it's a lot of jumping which is great but you're already doing those in the event mm. so maybe do some two-legged squats maybe do some have a bit more power like strength and power in your legs to be able to jump generally stronger yeah and then that will help you with the specific movements in the high rocks it's the same with marathon i think like we talked about it uh, a few weeks back of uh like the old mike boyle would do everything on a single leg if you're doing like running or a team sport because that's like the demands of the sport but actually like you're already doing the sport on one leg all the time so actually maybe getting stronger on two legs isn't the worst thing in the world Mm. um so I think like just not being afraid if you are going to implement strength training this year for endurance based stuff don't be afraid to do like less specific strength training work because ultimately long term that's going to help you with your goals of whatever sport you're doing because I think sorry but I think the one thing that people uh, get worried about and that's where the coaching and and understanding the programming comes in if they're doing like if they're training for a marathon and they're doing strength training and they're a little bit sore and then they train on the evenings or the weekends and they're a little bit slower because they're sore, it kind of puts them off. Mm. But that's kind of understanding like tapering for competitions and tapering for, and like even like in the micro, like having your harder and lower sessions and arranging your training in a way that prioritizes certain sessions. Yeah. If you're a runner, you're, it's normally a Sunday or a Saturday. That long run at the end of the week is probably your priority session. But then you arrange your strength training around that rather than slotting the strength training in around the running and hoping that it meticulously works. You're not doing a massive strength session on a Friday. And, and then, then coming into run on a Saturday. It's yeah. just never going to work. And yeah. like the training that you do a couple of months out from the competition of, if you do like, I don't know, 10K or half marathons, you're not going to do your normal training the week of the comp. You would taper it back like I would, like you would for your comps. And I think that's the mistake people make is they don't taper it back and they don't adjust the training the weeks of and then they find that come the, the running day, the endurance day or the high rocks day, they feel a little bit slower. But it's just understanding that like the training the week of can be different. I think that's mm. what puts them off. Even week to week, like it's like, oh, I don't want to train legs because like I'm playing on a Saturday. Like, yeah, or, I've, got, like, I've got to do a well, thousand lunges on high rocks. You're not going like, to go in and do like loads of squats on a Friday, you know, and play Saturday, but you can do it on a Tuesday. Like, yeah. and you know, okay, you might even have training Tuesday night, but that's not the absolute priority of the week. The priority of the week's the Saturday. Exactly. So if you're going into that Tuesday night training session at ninety percent, eighty five percent under a bit of fatigue then it doesn't really matter because the end game is the is the game uh if you're a runner the big run on a saturday or sunday is the aim so you get your strength session in at times that aren't going to affect that yeah. so um yeah i think as well like straight like high rocks and marathons it's a it's a lot you know it's, it's a lot of stress like you're putting the body through it's a lot of impact um and you know, doing strength, you know, strength training as you know, as well as the obvious like physiological improvements you're going to make, is building tissue tolerance. You know, is building you know in terms of like resilience and um, ability to tolerate force. Ability to tolerate force and like you know, like putting in some simple you know, doing like shit loads of running is like have some good eccentric strength and control that you can you, you can tolerate forces do some you know low level plyo like you know pogo jumps and things like that build some stiffness around the achilles and so, be able to tolerate like what are very very hard events yeah. like high rocks is brutal man like it's a lot of work so get a str- as, as daft as it sounds like simple as it sounds like get a strong back yeah. get a strong pair of legs 
you know, build a strong core where you can tolerate the demands of that long Saturday run or that marathon event or that high rocks event or that hard high rock session you're doing with your mates on a Saturday is like build up some strength and tolerance like during the during the week so that you can yeah. you can do that. And like you said, it doesn't have to be like super high frequency, super high volume, anything or like high that. Specific twice, we always say twi- twice a week, you know, twice a week is great for runners. Because like, you see, high risk guys, two strength sessions, Tuesday, Thursday, you run on Saturday. It's been really interesting this last uh, this last week working with two different lots of teams, both Bourneville uh, Rugby Club. We had them down on uh, on the Saturday, and then yesterday we had Warwickshire Hurling Club in. Um, <laughs> it just people hate training, strength training. <laughs> if they're doing a team sport, they just hate. But what Owen was class when he was like, "I'm not doing any more than that. I don't like doing it," and it, it's it's it just. They don't like doing the strength, but Owen's a great example of it. He mm. doesn't enjoy doing his strength training, but he's in the gym twice a week. He's probably oh, he in three it. times a week, and he's yeah, doing yeah, he it. Doesn't. I watched him Very uh, consistent. He did, on Monday's arm. Like, oh, my back's a little bit sore from the uh, deadlift, <laughs> so I'm going to do um, a box squat instead. And I was like, yeah, but he's still fucking doing it, man. Um, yeah, he apologised to me for that. So like, oh, sorry, it's uh, not the front row, <laughs> it's in the program, yeah. but it's box squat. It's like, no, that's cool. You're still you've doing it, man. You made an adjustment. perfect. Yeah. You've made an adjustment, and uh, Based off how sore you're still getting the work done. And he's in the gym like three times a week, gets it done. But I think like an old he school. He loves playing rugby. He loves yeah, running. Exactly. Like he's a you know he's he's a you know he's a quality player and he's a runner. He's not like naturally someone who loves lifting weights, but he does what he needs to do. Yes, and he like maybe in the past like he could have had someone say, oh, you got if you want to get stronger, you got to be in the gym four days a week, and he just would not have done that. Well, now he's doing two. I keep saying two sets. I think it's two sessions and a primer, isn't it? So now he's doing his two harder strength sessions. Like he's committing to it and he's doing he it. He knows he can sustain um, two two hard sessions a week, and he knows it's helpful. Get in and out in forty minutes, <laughs> blast it out, and, and then go on. But then he gets the benefit of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's but really he's cool doing that see. over a season. Yeah. It adds it like it adds up. That's the thing. I say to the boys when we do their programming is like look just communicate because I, I put them down for three sessions a week but you know Monday, Tuesday, Thursday um, a couple of boys ask for a primer on a Friday I write that up that's fine um, some of the lads who are struggling is like just that conversation of like I would much rather you do two sessions a week consistently over the season than three one week off, zero yeah, the yeah. next three yeah. the next two weeks off because you can't yeah. sustain it like you know two weeks fine like if you can Keep that, sustain it. You're running around a couple of times a week for rugby as well. Like you're going to be a good athlete, yeah. man. Like it's, it's good. It's the same with the uh, difference with zero. Yeah, like, oh, big time. It's the same with the Warwick hurlers, man. Like they uh, they came in and like you could see some of them have trained. Like some of them squatted pretty nicely. Some of them have never been in the gym. Well, they love the sport, Luke. and they They're love not, the sport. Like that's the thing. Like, they but love then like even, even the way the co- the coach was, he was he he's big spinning. He's trying to get people to understand why they're doing it and. He's coming from it from an injury perspective because the sport of hurling is absolutely brutal, man. Like it's it's harder than than rugby. Like the pitch is bigger. Yeah. Um, it, it it's it's really intense. And he's coming from it from an injury perspective. But their whole thing is we want you to do one strength session, a little bit of condition at the end. We want you to take Wednesday off. Then Thursday we do a hard training session, and then we've got a game on the weekend. And that's their that's big thing. Is, yeah, that's got, great coaching because that's setting like realistic a, a, what, week. A, it's realistic week, and what a lot of people struggle with is when do I fit this in when do I do that you know etc um, and that's great like that's part of the coach's role is to is, is to plan the agenda one thing we do when people come in uh, to meet us for the first time is sitting them down and going through how the week will look so tell us what you're doing now tell us roughly how the life you know your life looks day to day 
and right okay for some people it's going to be like right you're doing two sessions it's going to be about 40 minutes each other people it's going to be three sessions or four sessions whatever it might be um but it's like that's a great explanation as well of yeah of, of why they're why they're doing what they're doing and the, the the lads of rugby are coming around to the fact now that like you know monday's not the hardest session of the week still recovering from things yes. we're gonna go hard tuesday morning if we can we're gonna do tuesday morning gym tuesday evening field i'm gonna take wednesday off um now some of the lads that's not actually applicable because they start work really early or whatever in that case okay we do the wednesday that's fine but it's like just arranging the week where it's to process, sustainable yeah, and sustain, they can yeah. they can you know they can keep that it's cool keep man. that up so yeah it's cool um that's the thing with like the high rocks as well is like and endurance based stuff like because you are trying to maximize like how much you can get out of those sessions like you want them to be like fairly low volume anyway uh low to moderate volume because if you're trying to prioritize strength and ability to tolerate forces you don't need to be doing like a super high rep program a super high volume program so it actually lends itself to like two shorter sessions where you're trying to get like you know some good strength training there but they don't have to be these ridiculous sessions and that's makes it slightly easier i think that's another mistake is just going in and trying to do too much when you've got your little slots if you go in with it with okay if i do you know we know that each set that you do is a diminished return in terms of how much you get back so if your goal is strength you only need to be doing like one or two like hard moderate to hard sets on like your big lifts to get like the strength return if your goal is hypertrophy you might need to do a little bit more but for these guys it's not it's about maximizing how strong you can be within like a certain weight you don't want to be too heavy obviously for for running um so if your goal is your strength like you don't have to do actually that many sets so you can get in and out like in a fairly moderate amount of time and then actually prioritize your main sessions which is your sport the, be- the best the best results come from doing things that are, you're consistent with and are sustainable and they're small things over a long period of time so as cliche as it sounds a little one percenters each day and what we're talking about there is getting into a routine that is it might be two sessions a week it might be three sessions a week you know but that is something I can sustain and get into the habit where that's just I'm not even thinking about it and over a long period of time then the results will the, the results will show you know if someone's been training well you know for a year five years ten years like it show like it shows the good habits show um, over a, you know over a long long period of time so I think it's being honest with yourself realizing where you're at at the moment so if going back to the beginners like if you are trying to get down the gym for the first time you know once a week you know to begin with something twice a week whatever you like whatever you can do do something like luke says where it's a bit enjoyable maybe you like a metcon because you're like getting a bit sweaty you like the group environment maybe it's a one-on-one session maybe it's you know just like going for a run whatever it is like you know just starting off small starting off small set the big ambitious goal that's cool and then park it and focus on the micro focus on the day-to-day and what can i do today to be a little bit better and that doesn't have to be a training day that can be a rest day that can be whatever it is but what are the small little habits i'm going to do so on that on that rest day right i'm just going to eat that a little bit better you know i'm not going to go cold turkey and not eat any crap ever again but i'm going to just do a little bit better than i do yesterday and eventually over time that's how you know habits are formed you know earn you, you look at the top sportsmen in the world you're you know any any athlete olympic lifters look you know they talk about like the ten thousand hours like of olympic lifting like i could teach you how to snatch in you know in 15 20 minutes 
I could teach you how to snatch. Um, to to a you know to, yeah to an extent not, you're not to, mastering to an extent. it but you can we're do not it. mastering it but how we do master it is doing the ten thousand hours is like practicing 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 small tweaks small tweaks and that's the thing it's like you know your with your goals that you were talking about there you're making small tweaks with my own reading I was making small small you know tweaks with the gym I'm making small tweaks of right okay I've been training for a bloody long time now right what can I do to get better I can put my phone away like something as simple as that I can have a better mindset I can be in the zone a little bit more and it's just making those you know small tweaks and changes as we go along like you said not not becoming despondent because you've had a month where you've only you've maybe not lost any weight at all but what you have done is you're enjoying your training a bit more You've been to the gym four times in a mm. month. Like you're walking a bit more, etc. Okay, I've not lost any weight. Why is that? Oh, actually, yeah, I didn't trap my food or whatever. So that's going to be the next step I'm going to take. You've ingrained those other habits. What's the next little, you know, one percenter I can uh, I can improve? Stack the one percents to get the the small wins. And the score will take care of itself. And the score will take care of itself. Hope you've enjoyed the episode, guys. Um, Speak to you next time. As always, any questions. We're here if you need us. Get in contact with us. Farewell and have a good 2024.